having the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. In other words, you can't have knowledge, you can't have wisdom without the fear of God. Hey, God bless you all. Welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Scripture. I'm your host, Justin Torres, and I appreciate everybody joining in today. We're going to get into a topic that is going to be a little bit deep today. I wanted to take you on a deeper Bible study and dive into the scriptures on the topic of what is the fear of the Lord. I'm just talking about the fear of the Lord in general and how the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and what that actually means according to the Bible so we're going to take some time to dive into the scripture today and really understand what the Bible has to say about the fear of God and why as Christians, this is something that we need to be cultivating every day in our walk with Christ, because the Bible teaches us that we should have fear of God. And if it's something that we should have, and if God desires that we have the fear of the Lord, then it's something good. You know, when we think of that phrase, the fear of the Lord, I'm sure Many of us have had experiences where we felt, well, we hear that phrase and it kind of stirs up a negative feeling in us and makes us probably think that we need to be afraid of God when that's not actually what it means. Rather, it means to be in reverence and in awe of God. And we'll get to some of that to really define it. But having the fear of God is a positive thing. And if it's something that God wants us to have, it's something that is good because the Bible says that everything that comes to us from him is good. So we'll go to the first verse. This is James 1.17. It says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So when we look at the end of this verse, James 1.17, it says, Who does not change like shifting shadows. That's basically saying that God is consistent in his character. He never changes. You know, if you read the Bible, you'll see that he's the same yesterday, today, tomorrow, always and forever. So he does not change. And if it says that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light. So if it's coming, if every good gift is coming from God and he is consistent in his character, meaning he never changes, then everything that he gives to us is going to be good. Even if at the moment it may not feel good or we don't recognize it, maybe it's a blessing in disguise, but everything that God gives to us is good. So the fear of the Lord being that that is something that God desires that we have, it's something for our good. So it's something we should learn how to cultivate in our life. But before we even get there, what we need to understand is what is not the fear of the Lord as opposed to what is the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord is not, like we were talking about earlier, it's not being in terror of God. It's not a natural fear, not the same type of fear as like if you're afraid to get into a car accident or you're afraid of heights or anything like that. It's not natural fear. And it's also not a demonic fear. The Bible talks about a spirit of fear, and that's not what it is. So if we look at 2 Timothy 1.7, it says that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. So it's not the spirit of fear. God doesn't desire that we be afraid of him. He actually wants us to come to him. If we have the spirit of fear, then it would cause us to not want to come to God. Think about anything that you're afraid of. If you're afraid of something, you're not drawing near to that thing that you're afraid of. So God on the opposite wants us to have a reverence for him that draws us to him. And reverence comes from revelation, understanding God and knowing his worth. Once you have a revelation of God, Jesus Christ, 
then it pulls you into his presence. It pulls you to want to know him more. And as you get to know him more, as you desire a relationship with him, then you start to understand his worth. You start to understand his value and, and the value of having that relationship with him. And so what that does is it, it, it teaches you how to reverence God, how to respect God, how to obey him, how to love him, and just value him overall. And that teaches you the fear of the Lord. So the fear of God is not natural fear, and it's not demonic fear. It's not what the spirit of fear brings us. It's the opposite of that. It, it pulls us in to God's presence, not away from God's presence. And, you know, when you look at 2 Timothy 1.7, how it says that he did not give us a spirit of fear. Instead, he gave us power, he gave us love, and he gave us a sound mind. All those things are uh, under the umbrella of fearing God. When you fear God and you walk a lifestyle of reverence towards him, obeying him, then you're living a life full of power or access to God's power at minimum. You have love in your life and you have a sound mind. God does not allow his people to live in confusion. The Bible says that he's not the author of confusion, but he's the author of peace. He's the author of life. All those other things, he gives us peace. That surpasses all understanding. So when you walk and live in the fear of God, he gives you peace. So when we start to even just talk about this, it doesn't sound like the fear that we know in our natural lives is actually something totally different. It's all related to good things. So just as an introduction to the fear of God, it's all good. It's all positive. And it's something that not only does God want us to have, but it's something that us as believers should desire in our lives and learn how to cultivate and walk in. So just understanding, you know, what the fear of God isn't, that it's not natural fear. It's not, you know, demonic fear. It's, it's reverence for him, and it comes from revelation of God. So let's take a look at what the fear of God actually is, and we'll get into some Bible verses. So, you know, the first thing would be that it's on reverence, like we mentioned. But here's a verse to go with that is Psalm 33, 8. It says, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. So we stand in awe of God, not in terror start to see the difference when you stand in awe of something you're you're just admiring it for all its goodness you're admiring it for its beauty and for just how awesome something is so i taught this one time in bible study in church a while back and i used a, a picture of the grand canyon when you look at the grand canyon for those who have visited it's just an amazing place to look at and just marvel at and say wow you know just look at this amazing sight this amazing view if you ever seen anything beautiful in your life you admire it and that's standing in awe. So that's exactly what it's like to fear God. When you, when you fear God, you, you live and you stand in awe of him and you marvel at his wondrous deeds, at his goodness, at who he is, his faithfulness. We don't stand in terror of God. We don't fear God as if he's trying to harm us. And the Bible says that he's with us, not against us. So if we stand in terror, then we're not really walking with him. You know, that kind of fear comes from the enemy. It's the devil that plants the negative fear in us. The fear of God has nothing to do with the fear that the enemy plants. It has nothing to do with our natural fear. It's nothing like those things. The fear of God is living in a lifestyle where you're marveling at him for all his goodness. So we're not walking in terror of God. We're not looking under our beds for God as if he's going to harm us or he's going to do something to us. That's not, that's not what the fear of the Lord is. 
but also outside of just awe and reverence, the fear of the Lord is also to hate evil. And this is Proverbs 8.13. It says, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. So fearing God comes with a lifestyle, not just us marveling at him, but living a life that's obedient to him and that reflects having a relationship in our life with him. So the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. We show and we demonstrate we fear God if we hate evil, if we hate the things that God hates. It says pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Now, if you read Proverbs, you're going to see plenty of times how much speech is mentioned and how it teaches us to guard our tongues, not to gossip, not to slander, not to lie, not to talk and bear false witness or to just have any type of perverted speech. The Bible actually tells us to guard our mouths, to guard our tongues, and that if you preserve your speech, you even preserve your life. If you hold back your tongue, you walk in wisdom. It's more wise to hold your tongue back than to speak. The Bible says that a fool vents all his feelings. So the more you speak sometimes, the more you expose yourself. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, what Jesus said. So it's hatred of evil. Having pride and arrogance doesn't demonstrate the fear of God in our lives. Because the fear of God, we have to walk in humility. We have to be teachable. So arrogance and pride don't have a place in a lifestyle that fears God. And lastly, it's knowledge and wisdom. And we'll go to that in a minute. This is uh, Proverbs 9, 10. And we'll read these again just because I wanted to break these down. But it says, 9, 10, chapter 9, 10, and 11 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. For by me, your days will be multiplied, and years will be added to your life. So knowledge and wisdom when we look at these three things, you have awe and reverence for God, you have hatred of evil, and you have knowledge and wisdom. Those three things make up the fear of God. And what that actually equals is his treasure. And that's what I mean when I say that the fear of God is a positive thing. You know, um, the devil has painted this narrative, especially for us that are just coming to Christ, that the fear of God is a bad thing that we're supposed to be afraid of him, that we're supposed to stand in terror of God, that we're supposed to avoid God and be afraid to, to disobey him because he's just going to punish us right there. Like we should hate evil, but the Bible talks about grace that God gives us grace and that, you know, as many times as we fall as righteous people fall, we also stand up. God restores us. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So when you look at Jacob, Jacob wasn't perfect. And then God changed them to Israel. God is a redeeming God. And, and the devil wants us to forget that. So fearing God is having a life of sanctification. You know, it's like you're not going to be perfect, but you're going to be sanctified, meaning that you're going to allow the spirit of God to continue working in you over time until the day of, of Christ, until the day that he either returns or you go to be with him, but you walk in relationship with him. So Instead of it being something that's negative, it's something that the Bible says is his treasure. This is Isaiah 33, 6. It says, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. And I love that verse because it tells us the value of having fear of God in our life. And when we looked at it earlier, how having the fear of God 
is the beginning of knowledge of wisdom. In other words, you can't have knowledge, you can't have wisdom without the fear of God. Outside of that, you have just man's wisdom. And the Bible says that the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. We can't rely on our own wisdom to do anything. We can't rely on our own wisdom to save us, to allow us to prosper in God's will. Nothing. The flesh can't please God. So if you want to please God, you have to walk in wisdom and knowledge that comes from having fear of God in your life. And it says it again, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. So if you pay attention to the news and you just see the type of times that we're living in, we need wisdom and knowledge because we need everything that God can give us to sustain us in the times that we're living in, but also in the times that we're headed. The Bible says that wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of your salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So having fear of God is so valuable and we should treat it as a treasure because it's something that helps us to preserve our life, to grow, to gain wisdom, to gain knowledge, and to just overall just grow spiritually. And if you're listening to this podcast, you likely have a desire to want to grow spiritually. And that's what this is all about. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. And fearing God is the focal point of wisdom and knowledge. So that is the center of what makes up wisdom and knowledge. Like I said, you can't have wisdom and knowledge unless you have the fear of God in your life. And we're going to read that verse again from Proverbs 9, 10, and 11 with that understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So it's the focal point of wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So not only is the fear of the Lord the beginning of wisdom, but it says the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So who is the Holy One? God. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, knowing him is insight because the more you know him, the more he gives you revelation. The more you seek him, the more you find him and he reveals himself in his word. Then it says this, for by me, your days will be multiplied and years will be added to your life. So what is it talking about? It's threefold. That scripture is threefold. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom so by, it says, for by me, your days will be multiplied. So if you have fear of God, your days will be multiplied. Years will be added to your life. And that's because it's going to preserve you from harm. Then it says, it's the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So if you have wisdom, your days will be multiplied. Years will be added to your life. If you know God, if you walk in the knowledge of God, your days will be multiplied and years will be added to your life. It's threefold. All that really means is that having God in your life as the center of your life, seeking after him, diligently looking for him, you'll grow into everything that God desires and has for you. And you'll preserve yourself from things that are out to destroy you. Proverbs 1, 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we saw two verses. Proverbs 9, 10 says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But Proverbs 1, 7 also says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So you have to have the fear of God in your life in order to have those two things. The fear of God is the focal point of wisdom and knowledge. But then notice how the verse ends. It says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. And if you read all throughout Proverbs, you see what a biblical fool is. 
And it often points to a person that's unteachable, that can't be corrected, that avoids growth in those uncomfortable areas. And there's a scripture that says, you know, to be wise in your own eyes. And it says that it's it's better, a uh, fool is better off than a person that is wise in their own eyes. Just take a moment to study that and you'll just see how how deep that scripture gets that you're better off as a fool than being somebody who is wise in their own eyes. I mean, you, you think you know it all. So when we get to the next thing is that the fear of the Lord has to be taught. It's not just something that we're born with, but it's something that has to be taught. So if you think about it, are you born with wisdom and are you born with knowledge? Or does wisdom and knowledge have to be something that's taught to you? Wisdom and knowledge is something that's taught. So the same thing, the fear of the Lord has to be taught to us because we're not born with wisdom. We're not born with knowledge. We're born with pretty much empty brains that just have automatic functions to, to do certain things. But, but wisdom and knowledge has to be taught. And this is Psalm 34, 11. It says, come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So it tells us right there that it has to be taught. And the psalm is saying, I will teach you to fear the Lord. This is one of the reasons why we go to church and why we read the Bible, because it's something that has to be taught to us. And why we actually need the fear of the Lord as Christians, one of the reasons why is because it would actually save us from death and lead us to life. And this is Proverbs fourteen twenty seven. It says, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. Proverbs 22.4 says, The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. So you see two things there, is that the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. So having fear of God in our life will give us the wisdom and knowledge that we need to turn away from the things that will ensnare us, the things that are going to trap us, and the things that are going to cause death into our life. Sin, problems that lead to those things compromise, etc. It's going to give us wisdom to see danger from afar and turn the other way. Then Proverbs 22, 4, again, when we walk in the fear of the Lord and when we learn to be obedient to God and have that relationship with him that allows us to walk in the fear of God, it says there's a reward for that. The reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. So it's not just a reward, but it's a, it's a pretty grand award riches and honor and life does that mean that you're going to be rich in this life if you're thinking monetary it's it's not just that you know that could be one thing that you can be rewarded with sure but you can live a rich lifestyle your life can be made healthy your life can be full of blessing and good things but you'll also have honor you'll have a good reputation a good legacy and life so lastly is that it leads to eternal life so whether you experience that now or not, you'll experience eternal life as a result of fearing God. And so lastly, as we get ready to close, I just want to talk about how you can start to cultivate the fear of God in your life. And there's really only one straightforward answer to that, and that's walking in close relationship with him. You look at some of the examples of men and women of God in the Bible, take one as an example is Enoch. In the book of Genesis, it says that Enoch walked with God 
and it, it's specifically set down. And that's what we need to do is we need to learn how to walk with God and desire a closer relationship with him. Desire him and seek him. The Bible says again, that if you seek him with all your heart, that you will find him. You know, God is not hiding from us. You know, we have to actually seek him, but he reveals himself to those who are diligently seeking him. So the fear of God comes from having a close relationship with him. And it's not something that we can fake. It has to be something that we develop. And if we take Abraham as an example, the fear of God made its first appearance, that, that phrase, the fear of God, it, it came up in Genesis 22, 12. This is like the earliest mention of the fear of God. And this is when Abraham was sacrificing Isaac, basically being tested in that area. And um, Genesis 22, 12, it says, don't lay a hand on the boy. The angel said, do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. So, you know, when you just take a moment to think about this, how much faith that Abraham needed to have to go through with this that God was asking for, but then also the fear of God that he had, that he carried this out, and that he trusted God along the way. Because one thing that's a guarantee is that if we choose to walk and live for God, and we choose to walk a lifestyle for Jesus, we're going to be tested and we're going to endure trial and tribulation and we're going to endure suffering. And what's going to happen in those moments? Are we going to turn away from God? Are we going to be discouraged? Are we going to just say, you know what, God, like this is, this is where I don't want to continue to grow. Like this is where I put the pause and the brakes on things. Or are we going to continue to seek him and trust him in those moments of trial and testing? Again, we look at Abraham, how he went up to this mountain because God called him to, to sacrifice Isaac and he went through with it. And God in, in terms of, and as a reward for that, he blessed his, he blessed his generations and he feared them. So that you have to look at him as a, as a person for a moment in order for him to get to that point, he had to have already been walking closely with God. And we know that he was, but think about Think about it for a moment, how intently that must have been, that he walked with God closely up into the point where he was okay sacrificing his son. If you even read in Hebrews, there's a verse in Hebrews, I believe it's in uh, chapter 10, when it talks about Abraham's faith, that he believed God so much that he even believed that, all right, if God is calling me to sacrifice, sacrifice my son, I, I trust him so much that he's going to raise him for the dead. That's basically the level of faith that Abraham had in God, that much trust that he said, you know what, God promised me, a, you know, descendants from Isaac and he's not man to lie. So if he's telling me to sacrifice him, well, he's going to either raise him up or he's going to do something because he's not a man to lie. And, and God did it. So what you need to do is you need to build a relationship with him. That's number one. And how you do that is by reading and studying your Bible, not just reading it like if it's a novel, but searching the scriptures out and allowing God to minister to you through the Bible, through the word. You also need to develop a stronger prayer life. Make time apart from your day to pray and seek him, seek his face and learn to not just pray for blessings in your life, but learn to pray for God's will to come into your life. Learn to pray for knowledge an increase in wisdom and for revelation and also pray for other people 
So you need to develop a strong prayer life. With that, you also need to accept to and learn to be teachable. Learn to be humble, learn to be teachable, because if you have pride and arrogance, like the verse said earlier, God despises those things. Pride comes before the fall, and God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So you need to humble yourself and have a teachable spirit. And then again, learn how to turn from sin. As the verse said earlier, it says that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So you can't fear God, and you can't cultivate the fear of God if you're friendly with sin. If you're willing to live in sin, if you have habitual sin, you have to learn how to reject those things, push those things out of your life, you know, cut the hand off that's causing you to sin and, and turn from it. And then lastly is be in close fellowship with other believers because we need accountability in our life and we need people that are going to uplift us and also help, help us cultivate these things in our life. That's super important. So, you know, with everything. I pray that, you know, this would push you in that direction to learn how to walk in the fear of God. And, you know, if you have any questions, go ahead and leave them down in the comments. But I pray that this will be something that bless you. If you got any type of value from this video, go ahead and share it. You know, like it on, on YouTube. If you're listening to us on the podcast, leave a review down. You know, let us know how we're doing here so and how we can better bless you. And like and subscribe and we'll see you on the next video. Until then, God bless you.